Ukraine says its air defenses fought off a Russian attack overnight, shooting down dozens of drones and cruise missiles. And a key military airfield in western Ukraine was among the targets. Kyiv also says a, Russia, a Russian-guided bomb hit a, a blood transfusion center in the city uh, of Kopyansk on Saturday, set it on fire. Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky says there were casualties, but we don't have uh, those numbers yet. CNN military analyst Lieutenant General Mark Hurtling joins me now. General, we're seeing uh, increasing uh, strikes from the Ukrainians using uh, drones, some high-profile drone hits uh, over uh, the last couple of days, including a naval landing ship, um, a fuel tanker, as there are some challenges getting the counteroffensive uh, to the level at which they, they're hoping for. How can these drone strikes turn that momentum? Well, the, the offensive, first of all, Victor, I would suggest is going slower than many expected, not slower than I expected, to be honest with you. They're con conducting some very tough operations. They are through the first of three defensive belts in the southeast toward Berdyansk and uh, Melitopol, two critical areas. Uh, but the drones strikes that they have been using, the Ukrainians have been using against Russia, has forced the Russian commanders to look at places they need to defend places that they would not have expected months ago. Uh, places, you know, we're talking about a, a, a country that doesn't have a Navy, Ukraine, conducting naval operations and sinking several Russian ships or, or damaging them at least. That's pretty significant. It causes the Russians to pull off some of the areas that they've been defending to defend areas they didn't expect to defend. And that all requires resources. Let's talk about the uh, summit in Jeddah in, in Saudi Arabia. The Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman um, held this summit of, of dozens of world leaders, hosted the Ukrainians, but not the Russians, to try to get to some uh, framework, some uh, discussion to a, a peace deal eventually. Uh, what's your degree of confidence in what we saw in Jeddah? Well, it, it, I'm glad you asked that question because not many are covering this critically important conference. Close to 50 nations attended. Russia was not one of them. In that conference, uh, uh, President Zelensky was able to uh, present his 10-point peace plan, uh, which is fascinating in terms of looking at the future. So it's a commitment to future security within Ukraine and what President Zelensky expects out of the end of the war. Things such as restoring Ukraine's territorial integrity, the withdrawal of Russian troops and the cessation of, uh, of activities, releasing all prisoners and deportees, especially the children that have been deported to Russia, the thousands of children, uh, justice, including the special tribunal. And there's six others uh, that I didn't mention. So this is an opportunity for Ukraine to present what they're looking for in order to even come to the peace table with Russia. This isn't just a, hey, we're going to trade this for this. Uh, Mr. Zelensky has said specifically what he wants out of any kind of relationship with Russia. And it's going to be a tough road to hoe, Victor, to be honest with you, because those are some difficult challenges that Russia is not going to agree to. One uh, other topic here, a uh, pending decision about the U.S. on whether to designate the U.S. Army soldier Travis King, who crossed uh, from South Korea into North Korea uh, last month, to declare him as a prisoner of war. Uh, he faces assault charges in South Korea, was going to be sent back to Fort Bliss in Texas. Uh, this is about treatment of King while he's in uh, North Korea. Should he be declared a POW? What do you think? 
Well, I, I don't think so, Victor, but it's a tough call. And the reason I say no is because a prisoner of war gets all kinds of, uh, actually, things like pay. Uh, they're continued to be paid while they're a prisoner. In King's case, he willingly deserted uh, into North Korea when he was about to undergo some legal actions. So that, that's, a, that's a different category. We've seen this before. And it's a tough call because certainly, you know, the United States wants to take care of all of its citizens. But in this case, this was a willing uh, desertion by a soldier to go into a, a foreign country. There was no taking of him as a prisoner. He walked across the line. Uh, that's that's going to cause some interesting legal uh, debates within the Pentagon and the State Department. Uh, but we'll see what happens. I personally don't believe he should be declared as a prisoner of war. Retired Lieutenant General Mark Hurtling. Good to see you. Thank you, sir.